Hey, this is Rocky Mountain Cold Cases. I'm Rachel and that's Adam. I'm Adam and that's Rachel. So today, our fun facts are about Cheetos. Cheetos? Yes. I like Cheetos. I didn't say anything they were bad. I'm like into Cheetos right now. I really don't love the flaming Hot Cheetos. No, I actually hate those ones. They are too flaming Hot. But, and, and yeah, I think they cause stomach ulcers. Maybe if you eat the whole bag in a sitting. Well, that's what I want to do with the regular kind. Yeah. Not with the flaming. The flaming ones are way too hot for me. I can't do it. That was weird. Whatever show you were watching, and the lady like grabbed avocados and the flaming hot Cheetos. Yeah, and, put and then them in she like bowl. she like squirts lime on it too, and then just like literally ate it like cereal. It was very weird. She said it was delicious. <laughs> I I don't know. I was never seen before. Wow. Um. So, anyways, um. You know who the mascot is, right? For the for Cheetos. The Cheeto guy. What's his name? His name is Chester Cheetah. Oh, Chester Cheeto. Chester Cheetah Cheeto. I don't think Cheeto is part of his name. It could be. According to this website, it's not. Well. Well, apparently, um, in the way back times, he was not the mascot. Oh, really? Yeah, there was um, a mouse. Because, you know, mice like cheese. So there, there was a mouse. It doesn't tell me the name of the mouse, though. Maybe it didn't have a name. I like to think it did. Anyways, he was like in the 1970s and the mouse would run around with Cheetos. But. Yeah. But um, eventually they changed it to Chester Cheetah to like be cool with the times. Oh. But um, speaking of flaming hot Cheetos, do you know who invented them? Because it was not technically Cheetos. No, I don't know. But it was also kind of technically Cheetos. (laughs) <laughs> okay. So it was actually a janitor um, that that invented them. Um, he started putting chili powder on his own bag of Cheetos and then pitched the idea to the CEO. He is now, according to this website, an executive vice president at PepsiCo in North America. So making way too hot Cheetos really panned out for that guy. Yeah? Yeah. Put your phone down and listen to my Cheeto facts. I, I did. You're just now on TikTok now. Gross. <laughs> anyway and then my last fact fact about them um that they are um they have they have like a thing about them that makes them kind of addicting yeah um according to this website it's um it says an oxford study the brain associates the crunching sound with freshness so you might be convinced that what you're eating is more appetizing than it really is they do have an excellent crunch the crunchy ones not so much the puffs but the Cheetos. Yeah, they can crunch even if they're still. It, they can they can still crunch even if they're stale. I don't I don't let the bag get stale. Why would I do that? I don't either. But I think they will crunch. If yeah, probably. Still. Who has time for that though? No one. They're gonna eat them already. Yeah, I would eat the whole bag in one go if I knew it wouldn't make me sick. I mean, they're okay. I don't love them enough to eat the whole bag. I, don't know. I like them quite a bit. They're up there with barbecue chips. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I don't understand? Well, I, there's a lot of people that like the Takis. Oh, those are. Mm-mm. Too yeah. hot, too hot, too hot. They're they're too like vinegary. I think I, just, I can't do the heat. Like like overseasoned a, a chip. Well, some people like overseasoned chips. Clearly, those takis are selling like crack ray. That's true. They do. But I uh, yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, you ready for my case? Yeah. Take a guess at what state we're in. Colorado. Negative. Because Colorado is so hard to find cases on. I can't remember this time. I don't know. I pull so many cases and end up being like that's. Not enough information. Yeah, it's like this person disappeared and that's what we know. Yep. No, this one's in Montana. Okay, Montana. We are in Montana. All no, right. Well, okay, the case is in Montana. Yeah, we are not, but the case okay. is. So, 
at Riverside Healthcare Center in Missoula, Montana, Bertha Scott was found on May 2nd, 1990 in the early morning hours in her bed during a routine bed check. Bertha was found dis- deceased from natural causes. She was 86 years old. Okay, so this is an older lady. This is an older lady. Keep Bertha in mind. Okay. She died May 2nd, 1990. 1990. At the same health center on July 1st of 1990, employees called police to report Nancy Lagerquist, a resident of the center, missing at 4.41 a.m. Police arrived and began looking for Nancy. At 6.30 a.m., a boat manned by the fire department found Nancy's body on the edge of a river near the care center. She was 88 years old. Okay, wait, pause. Wait, what? So th- how many days have we gone by between the two of these things? Well, the first one died in May 2nd. The second one, July 1st. So like two months. Okay, okay. Okay. It was clear at the scene that Nancy had been murdered. Her autopsy revealed that she died between 3.30 a.m. and 4.30 a.m. from, quote, blunt trauma to the chest and abdomen, most likely during a sexual assault, unquote. But uh, I'm not swearing, but I want to. Um, I mean, everyone else is is anyway. So yeah, there there was <laughs> a few reports that did say exactly how she died. It was um, pretty graphic, and so I chose not to share it. They shared how how she died. Pretty much, yeah. It, it, it was a lot. Really? Yeah. So just know she's 86 years old. 88. 88. Yeah. So just know blunt trauma to the chest and abdomen, most likely during a sexual assault. Just like. Oh, my gosh. So, Nancy... Certain people I want to do bad things to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, people are... Yeah. Nancy could actually no longer walk, and police believe she was carried out of her room. Since, uh... So, the... the Nancy ability, couldn't walk. Nancy couldn't walk. She's so, there's no way she could get to the Ding River. No. So, like, I put that in there to show that, like, Nancy wasn't just old and senile and wandered out of the building. She could not walk. Her walker was not... Her wheelchair was not at the river. So okay. somebody, somebody physically took her out of her like room. This one's pissing me off. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so, um, so the, the care facility that they were in did have some light security and they did have, um, alarms on the, on the doors, yeah. like the main doors. So, um, none of the door alarms went off. And so police thought her murderer took her from the building through a window in her room because the window was open and the screen was cut. So he literally sneaked in her room, carried her out down to the river edge, and murdered her. What the sicko. Okay. In, in early reports from the Missoulian, police did not believe the murderer was someone who was in the building previously, such as an employee. Later reporting would include a care center employee in the list of suspects, but by August, he was no longer considered a suspect. Now, when I was, this was one of the ones that were like, the, one of the older cases where I was able to find the actual news clippings. So... There's actually not a lot of information on this case. So everything I got was from a website that had all the original news clippings. And none of them said why they ruled people in or out. So you can think all you want about those reasons. None of them gave me a reason. Why they ruled him out? Yeah. So I don't know why this employee was a suspect. And I don't know why he was eventually ruled out. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Police did not find anything they thought could be a murder weapon at the scene where Nancy died. Um, because of how she died, there should have been a weapon. So whoever did this took it with them. But she was by a river? Did they did search a river? Um, it didn't say. I'm assuming they did because they were looking for another item of hers that they never found. So I'm assuming they searched a little bit there. Do I dare ask what the other item was? Um, it was actually her um, adult diaper. Oh. Yeah. It's a trophy. <laughs> I, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, okay. 
All right. Well, um, they did take her bed sheets to analyze for evidence. None of the newspaper clippings said if anything came from those bed sheets. They, it was never mentioned again. It was they took it. That's all I know. I don't like this one. <laughs> so like it was it was cool to research in that I was able to find like the original articles because sometimes that's really hard to find. Yeah. But it was also frustrating because it's like, why is there no updates? Like this is not being updated well. So there's some gaps. And the, I guess did did Nancy have like family or kids or like? Um, I didn't include it in here, but it does mention it in the articles. Nancy actually did not. She um, lived away from her her siblings, and she never married, so she never had any kids. So um, I think if I remember right, ultimately it was just friends who ended up identifying her and claiming her. And, um, and Nancy actually didn't even want a funeral. So they just did like a cremation. She did a really low key thing. Wow. Do you think it was like someone that knew all that? No. And because of Bertha, did you forget about Bertha already? Bertha died yeah. May 2nd. Yeah. Told you don't forget about her and you did. Well, I mean, okay. Okay. <laughs> so in a July 27th, 1990 Missoulian article, police left to LA to interview a man named James Bailey. Again, I don't know why, but by August 4th of 1990, after it was three or four interviews, they had finally ruled him out as a suspect. I don't know why. Again? Again. Okay. Um, a man was seen by an employee um, at the care center the night Nancy died. He was described as white in his 30s or 40s and weighed between 180 and 200 pounds. He had light brown hair um, that was down to his collar, as well as had a mustache and brown glasses. As far as I could tell in the articles, they never found this person. Do they not have a record of who he was? No, he was just wandering around out, oh, outside, outside of the outside. building. Yeah, he didn't like go in and sign in. Okay. Has, did But they didn't have anyone that had ever gone in and signed in before that looked like this. Because I'm just like thinking like, how do you even know? Or maybe... I, it, did, I, it didn't say. I don't know. What the... What's crazy is I found this case through a Reddit thread. Really? Yeah, Googling didn't pull us up. Reddit did though. Wow. Okay, Google like people in the internets and the webs find out who find out more. I it really there was not really any updates on this. I was surprised there were not any updates. But okay, so this is enough to piss you off. I mean, <laughs> I mean, are there old people? Yeah. Like they've done nice things, maybe like made somebody cookies. Come on, and then and then this is how they go out. Like mm-hmm. yeah. I, it's sickening. Okay, let's journey back to Bertha. Okay. Okay. In August of 1990. Okay, wait. Bertha is such like an old-fashioned name. Anyway. Yeah. She was 86 in 1990. (laughs) She is (laughs) old-fashioned. Okay. Anyways. So in August of 1990, her body was exhumed. Do you know what that means? No, I do not know what exhumed means. (laughs) Exhumed means they dig your body up. They ungrave you. (laughs) I guess that makes makes sense. Like, I I mean, I could have put a guess to it, but I just figured I'd let you. you. No, so they they dig her up. Okay. Um, Her body at the time of her death was noted to have some discoloration around her neck. Police were exhuming her to conduct a full autopsy. And according to a Missoulian article, a window was noted to be a jar in a physical therapy room at the center the night Bertha died. So again, our person might be creeping in through windows because they don't have alarms on them. What? While the article didn't explicitly say why they were looking into Bertha's case and what her cause of death was, it was implied that it was because of what was going on in Nancy's case. Thank you so much for being here, for being a listener and allowing us to take up a little portion of your day to share some of these true crime and cold case histories with you. Um, it takes a lot of work to put in and, and find these, these cold cases. If you guys 
have liked this episode and some of the others that we've done that are like it, please, please subscribe if you have not already, as well as we would surely appreciate it if you gave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Um, without further ado, let's get back to the episode. Thank you guys so much. So basically, um, police were talking to employees and they were like, hey, was there been like anything else weird or any other weird deaths? And somebody was like, well, when Bertha died, um, she did have a little discoloration around her neck and then there was that window open. So then they were like, well, let's look into Bertha. And it's a good thing they did. So if there was, if this was like sexually like uh, a sexual kind of crime, right? Mm-hmm. Is there not like some DNA left over? Hold tight, my friend. Oh, okay. All right. So um, Bertha's autopsy would reveal that she was actually murdered. So originally they thought it was natural causes because she did have health conditions like heart issues and stuff. Yeah. Um, she even had like dementia as well. So um, she was in fact murdered and she was actually strang- strangled and she had been raped. So police were able to get a semen sample from her autopsy. Now keep in mind, Bertha has been dead for like three or four months now. Yeah. In the ground. You're not collecting samples from her body that have been decomposing for three or four months. Yeah. I don't envy that job. Um, unfortunately, this was in the 90s when we're not awesome at DNA. Yeah. So in April of 1991, police were informed that the DNA did not match any samples and that the DNA sample they did get from Bertha was not the best sample. Essentially, because using DNA in this matter was still pretty new, they couldn't really pull apart which part of the sample was from Bertha and which part was from her rapist. Wow. I mean, it's 20, whatever, 2023. I'm like, wow, we we just did go over a new year. But anyway, can they pull that DNA now? This is why I was frustrated that there's no updates. My brain says if they still have that sample properly stored, they should be able to test it again with new technology. Yeah. I didn't, there, there are no updates saying they're retesting anything. Okay. Like people that are listening, call those people. <laughs> I, I think that there is, with the way technology has changed, I think there's a good chance they could get a better profile from it. I don't know if they could get a complete profile though, because like I said, it had been marinating in a decomposing body for three months. Yeah. So... Well, I mean, like anyone can make a podcast like we have now. And it's like, you. I mean, there's so much different technology out that like the DNA stuff is getting better and better and better and better. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Just yeah. do your freaking jobs. I know it's hard, but and there's a lot of cases and there's a lot of things, but. <laughs> and DNA testing is expensive. Hers took like seven months to get back just to say, well, that way we can get, we can get anything. Now it probably should only take like a couple of weeks. No, they're backdated, backlogged. Really? There's so much going on. There's like, oh my gosh, Adam, you should go on a journey on rape kits. It takes years sometimes for a rape kit to be analyzed. Are you serious? Yeah, you you should go on a journey. Maybe that just is, becomes an episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So back to back to Bertha. Okay. So they eventually sent the DNA to um, a different place um, just to see if they could pull apart the, the different types of DNA. They were finally able to get Bertha's DNA pattern. However, they couldn't produce a second DNA pattern. So they, they were able to pull up Bertha's and identify Bertha. But the other rest of it, there's like, I don't, this is a jumble. I don't know. So. Gotcha. Um, according to the articles, though, police do believe both cases are, in fact, related. Yeah. The guy got away with it once. He thought he could get away with it again. And he did, yes, but. Possibly. What do you mean possibly? Possibly. Well, I didn't catch him. This is a cold case. It is very cold. 
So he got away with it the second time. Well, assuming it's the same person. In 1990. So it's funny because when I was reading um, the comments on that Reddit thread that found this case, people were very much so on the side of this is two different people. Really? The majority of the comments, yeah. Um, because they were saying that um, the, the, the murders are too different to be the same person with the same ML. Like it escalated too quickly. So you went from raping and strangling a woman in a room to literally pulling a lady out of her room down to river and brutally murdering her. So it was almost like um, one of them was like, well, how do we know Bertha didn't die from another patient? And then Nancy was from some straight up wacko. Well, I mean, okay, but here, here, think of it like, well, I, I get where people are thinking that, but I also think like, oh, if you didn't get caught the first time, you're going to try and do it again. And, and hey, the, the, these people like, oh, they, they just wrote it off as a murder, but he, he, probably he broke. Yeah. Obviously he, yeah, there was semen. Yeah. Anyway, broke in, cut a screen and so, obviously, was like, well, let's make it look like she escaped, okay? And so then, I'm really what do you think in this again? Like that's just what I'm good at. But you know, like pulls her out of the room because it's like, well, yeah, if this makes it look like she escapes, because then it's then it's not me that cut the thing. And then if she's like dead by the river, maybe they just assume that she like I don't know fell or whatever. But well, and then there was um, some comments that were like, how do we know these are the first victims? What if these are the last victims? So how many other had just been straight up sexually assaulted and not murdered? Yeah. Um, I I think um, it is more likely it's somebody who works at the facility who did something because that would be way easier as opposed to a random stranger just like yeah. sneaking in. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, and I, and I, I kind of agree with that too because it's like in a sense like, yeah, maybe that person wasn't on shift. But they knew which room it was and knew yeah. how to get it out. And now I like, and yeah. Yeah. So, um, all those things. The newest article that I was able to find, well, I make it sound like I scoured the internet. I did scour the internet, but everything is from literally one website. So, like, yeah. The, the show notes are one website instead of like the usually five to seven that I have. Yeah. Um, anyways, this one was a 2000, 2002 article. Um, and like, that's like, the newest one. Um, but so the article from the Missoulian states that in 1991, so the year after Nancy and Bertha were dead, some residents had said they had seen an unknown man walking the halls at night over several weeks. Unfortunately, because conditions such as dementia and Alzheimer's were common even with those in the care facility, no one really thought much of the claims because it's not unusual for people with dementia to like hallucinate a little bit. Yeah. But I don't believe this claim personally, even though it was like in a news article. Um, I, I just, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me because in the other articles, the employees were really shaken up with the murder. And then to find out that Bertha was murdered too, they were, they were shaken up and they were doing um, more bed checks and everything, you know, and to have that next year patients going, someone's in the hallways at night and they're going, mm-hmm, sure, whatever. I just don't believe that. I think with those two murders, they would have been much more stringent and called police and doing more checks yeah, and things. Yeah. So I, I just don't believe it. I think, I think some of that can be like, I'm afraid of seeing something. So I think I'm seeing something or I thought yeah. I heard like, like, okay, it's a mouse. Like grandma, it's a mouse in the hallway. You're, you're hearing them in the walls yeah. or whatever. Like, 
Yeah. I mean, not saying it's nice, but anyway, like, yeah, it's like just the subtle sound or, or light movement or whatever in the hallway. They're like, oh, there's a guy out there. No. Yeah. Like, well, and like, um, even if these claims that the patients were seeing something, I just don't believe that nobody believed them, that nobody took extra action in some way. I, just, I don't know. To me, it was a really weird thing because I was like, if that had happened before Nancy died, I think sure. But because they were shaken up, two people had been murdered in their building. I was like, there's no way that they just ignored that and wrote that up to dementia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's basically the case. There is, um, a lot of the searching took me to this other podcast. Um, it's a three part series. Their episodes are like 20 minutes long ish. Um, I started to listen to one, but then we had stuff going on and I never got back to it just to see if they had any other information. Cause like I said, I was having a hard time finding anything other than those original news articles. Um, they're, podcast is called Montana Murder Mysteries, and the episode is called Rest Home Rapes and Homicides, which is a pretty bomb title. Rest Home Rapes and Homicides? Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, give that a listen, it's a, but... It's a... I don't know. It. It. I don't know if I want to say bomb title. I mean, I mean it's, it's, a very it's pretty cre- captivating. That's what I mean. Like, it's captivating. It's like, what now? Yeah, it's like, it's, a, it's very creative on their part, but like, yeah. at the same time, you're like, it's cringy that that was ever written yeah like that's just oh i it i this one this one pissed me off yeah yeah i i really was disappointed in not finding more information um especially because like yeah nancy didn't really have any family and a lot of her friends i'm sure are gone now but bertha did have family yeah and so like they would be continuing for that that fight oh i just remembered um it was really weird bertha's family and some of nancy's friends and I think some of her family like her siblings um ended up suing the care center really I couldn't find anything that said if they what ended up panning out like what what won or whatever um but I thought it was a little bit of a bogus lawsuit only because all the articles that referenced it referenced it said that they were suing because the care facility should have known that the women would have been potential victims of murder and I was like, who thinks that way? Who? Okay. You put your grandma or your own mom into a care facility and your thought is, y'all are ready in case someone breaks in to try to murder them, right? Or rape them? Or, yeah. Like, because someone's planning on, I mean, I guess there's some sicko out there that was planning on raping an 80 But nobody thinks but. that when they put their, their loved one in a care center. I mean, we live really close to two of them, and I would never think there's a wild murderer running around killing them. That would never, no, ever right. cross my mind. You're right. No. I so mean, I was like, that's your basis for a lawsuit that they should have known that was a possibility? What? Yeah. I just, like, I don't know. I get it. They're angry, but my goodness. Also, I'm not sure, like, I don't know. Again, it's just some sicko because I don't know how, you, like, yeah, I don't know how one a guy gets off on an eighty-eight-year-old woman, well, just like murdering in general. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I don't know, but yeah. So that is the case of Nancy and Bertha. Twenty years older now, or dead. Well, but they carried Nancy out. I don't. I don't know anything about. Nancy's physique, but like you're still carrying a whole person out of a window. Yeah. You got to be kind of young to do that. So that person is probably still alive, assuming some type of accident didn't happen or cancer. 
Yeah, I mean, they've probably been mid, like mid-20s to do that. I would say 20s to 30s. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. No, like that one makes me want to do bad things to, to people. Bad no, people. because then we'll have to do a whole different type of podcast with you in prison. <laughs> I'm not going to. Anyway, I'm not going to actually. Anyway, I'm not the only one that's thinking that. Yeah. You know, so anyway, yeah. Um. so this is the episode. This is it. Sweet. So, yeah, um, if you like this so far, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Um, share this with a friend or someone that you know that would be totally interested in hearing a cold case murder mystery. Um, oh, um, remember that episode we talked about Pringles and how they're not really chips and they have like crisps on the side? Yeah. Yeah, somebody pulled one of those um, knockoff Lay's ones and sent a picture. It does say crisps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's funny. Um, anyways, yeah, uh, we'll have all the little links, whatever, in the show notes. And the one link, the one link, but anyway, and send any of your case ideas to rockymancoldcases at gmail.com. Yes, anything else that I'm missing? Send me some fun facts ideas. Oh, yeah, fun facts and um, Cheetos and Cheetos. And that's that's all I've got. Um, That's all I've got. Sweet. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Uh, We'll catch you on the next one. Bye.